Hey guys, I'm Anna. And I'm Adway, and this is Double Testimony. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again on Double Testimony. I'm Anna. And I'm Adway, and today's episode of the Double Testimony is coming from a lovely car here on a nice hot summer it's not day. That lovely. Oh, it's lovely. It's pretty nice. It's nice. There's a sun's out, there's a breeze. <laughs> and we are accompanied today with the lovely Beck McNally. So I'll get you to say your name again and how old you are. Okay. And if you were to describe yourself in an Instagram bio, what would you? How would you describe yourself? Yeah. What do you want people to know about you? Okay. Cool. Hey guys, my name's Beck. Um, I'm 19, and my Instagram bio would look a bit like, um, I'll probably say. Wait. So about me, right? Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. you. So I would say um, I'm a big lover of like outdoors. I love all things like I love the beach, I love surfing, I love um, going for walks, all that type of stuff. Um, very loud and out there person. You may not hear it in this podcast, but I am <laughs> with my friends. Um, very spontaneous and I love Jesus. And I'd have heaps of emojis. He- yeah. Heaps of smiley faces and everything. Yeah, yeah that's love so it. good. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, before we jump in, we have a lot of questions to ask you today. Please excuse the airplane guys and all the yeah, lawnmowers. This is it's proudly literally... brought to you by our location. Proud sponsor. <laughs> I guess we won't say the location, but cool. Before I, we start... Well, it's just, I don't know where we are. Oh. What did we say? Um, Pimble. Pimble, Pimble. Okay. say that? Yeah, yeah. Pimble, guys. Yeah, I'll represent. Let's go. Um, yeah, before we start asking you all the questions, I'm just going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. So, cool. let's do it. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this gorgeous day and just thank you so much for this podcast and just the opportunity that we have to learn from our friends like Beck. Um, we just ask that you bless her and that everything she says would be directly what you want her to say. Um, yeah, we just ask that it would be powerful and impactful for people listening and that you would touch hearts and get closer to people through this podcast. Amen. 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 Alrighty. So... Question number one, mm-hmm. as you know, it's called Double Testimony. So, can you start us off by telling us your testimony of how you came to know God in the first place? Yeah, cool. Um, so, basically, I was raised um, in a non-Christian home. I was raised by a Catholic family. Um, so, I went to a Catholic primary school, Catholic high school, and all that. Um, and at the time, when I was a kid, I never really thought anything much of it like I would go to church and um all that stuff but I just found it like a chore like I found it so boring like so religious and I never really understood the concept of who God was and the fact that I actually could know him personally I just thought it was just a part of my identity being Catholic um but basically yeah I was yeah that's just how I grew up very when I thought of religion, I just thought, I didn't really think much of it. I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm a Catholic, but um, didn't have any heart connection at all. Um, in year And in year five, um, I went through a pretty tough time with my family. My parents got divorced in year five. Um, and I think for my brother and I, that was a really big, um, I guess you could say, step back in terms of being able to see God's goodness, mm. um, especially coming from a religious background where I didn't even know the heart of the father yet. I didn't even know who he was. Mm. Um, So seeing my family like that and seeing, I guess, the pain that, you know, my parents went through and all of that, um, 
if anyone would ever mention to me anything about God, I would sort of just be like, oh, well, you know, he's not a very good God if this happened, you know, so mm. just blaming him on circumstances. Um, so, yeah, so I grew up all throughout high school without having a father around in the house, mm. um, which was pretty tough. Um, but at the same time, I think I'm a, I was a pretty strong kid. I was sort of like the, I guess you could say, foundation of the household like I was the one who would always act like everything was okay and be like wow. oh it's all good it was sort of like the rock for my mum and everything um so on the outside my life looked pretty fine but on the inside um I was very lost and I didn't know who I was and it was a very mm. dark place um and that was because I didn't know Jesus mm. um and I think when I think about my testimony the first thing that comes to mind is always I'm not sure if you guys know but um when I was a kid I there's like this toy which is like um there's like it's like a ball and there's heaps of like shapes and you have to like fit the triangle shape into the triangle oh, hole yeah. the oh, circle yeah. shape yeah. into the circle hole and all of that yeah. um and basically i believe that our heart has a jesus shaped hole um mm. and that is when you're truly satisfied and i think my whole life i had just been that little kid trying to put a circle in a triangle or trying to put a triangle in a circle and it just was never fitting mm. um and so um all throughout high school um and when i say high school i mean like year seven year eight year nine the mm. first three years um i tried to find that satisfaction and that identity in other things mm. um and that even being yeah partying boys drinking all that stuff I was mm. very lost I was in the wrong crowd mm. um and yeah everything I did I tried I tried to satisfy myself but as you know nothing ever satisfies you truly it was always um temporary never permanent um mm. so I always yeah I always get that picture of that childhood toy because I remember as a child I always played with it um mm. and I just yeah when I look back now I just could see that I was someone trying so hard to try and find whatever that shape was to fit in my heart. Um, and then it came until when I was in year eight, I think, or year nine. I apologize if I get these facts wrong. I have the worst memory. <laughs> I think it was year eight. Um, and a friend of mine from school, um, a bunch of us, she invited me to Camp Kedron. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast probably know a bit about Camp Kedron. <laughs> um, but if you don't, it's like a Christian camp, um, which is awesome. You should go there. Um, but basically, I was invited along to it, not knowing at all it was a Christian camp. I actually just thought, oh, this would be a fun time to um, make some friends, you know, maybe meet some boys, you know, typical <laughs> teenage little girl, like, you know, have some fun and stuff. Um, oops, that was Ooh, a car. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went, and even my mum didn't know as well it was a Christian camp. She oh, didn't really? know what it was. So um, I went to this camp thinking that it would just be a fun week of yeah, making friends and doing fun games, which it was, but little did I know <laughs> that it was a Jesus camp, my friends would call it. I love that. Um, and I remember, yeah, as soon as I got there, like, it was just, I, rem- I just remember my mind being blown, like, because I had met all these beautiful people there who loved Jesus with all of their hearts, and I just had never seen that love before. Mm. Like, I just had been brought up in a, a very religious environment with a lot of people who, um, not all of them, but the people I had in, um, encountered would say, you know, all these things, but I could never see a pure love in their heart for Jesus. Mm. It was always just like a, you know, do all these things and you'll be sweet. Um, and so when I came to Kedron and I saw all these leaders, um, with just such a raw, um, pure, genuine love 
for Jesus and just the way they talked about him and just the way the joy they had. I had never seen people filled with that much joy in my life. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, I want this. I don't know what it is, but I know that I want it. Um, And I remember I went to a couple of like probably five or six camps as a camper. I kept Mm. on going back because there was always something that was drawing me back to camp. And it wasn't necessarily the games we played or the things we did. It was the way it made me feel. Um, there's another car. <laughs> Pulling up into his driveway. It was his house. the way that it would make me feel every time I went there. And I think um, back to that childhood toy, looking at it now, every time I went to camp, not saying Jesus is only at camp, he's not, but mm. I, there was people who loved him that were there that I had never mm. been around before. So every time I went to Camp Kedron, I would slowly start to feel like I was finding that shape that was being able to fill that hole in my heart and every time I went back I was just like I wanted more because it feels so good and it wasn't temporary it wasn't leaving like it was just always there and I was like there's something so different about this and I was so shocked because I was like well it's not partying it's not doing this it's not you know listing all the things it's Mm. not all the things that I thought would make you feel satisfied it was Mm. the complete opposite and the idea of being religious in other people's eyes um, especially at that age, being a teenager was not very common. It was mm. very frowned upon, and people would say, "Oh, you know, you're not, you're missing out if you're a Christian. You know, yeah. you don't. When you're a Christian, you don't do all of this stuff, and you miss out on your teenage life and all of that." Um, so I always had, yeah, I guess, been brought up thinking that that wasn't the cool thing to do. Um, but as soon as I felt this feeling, and it was like a very tangible feeling in my heart, as soon as I felt it, I was like, "Hang on." they're wrong there is something different yeah. about this god and I was like I don't know who this god is but there is something about him which is so different to what I thought it was wow. um and one night I remember at Kedron I'm not sure if any of you guys know but Kedron always does a um bonfire night at the end of the camp yeah and I remember um sitting around the bonfire one night and they were playing um worship songs the leaders and I remember just sitting there and I just burst into tears for no reason at all. I wasn't, they weren't, I don't even know if they were happy tears or sad tears. I was just crying nonstop. And I remember just, I was just overwhelmed by the love of God. And I was freaking out as well. I was like, I'd never felt that feeling in my life. And I was like, what the heck is this? But at the same time, I was like, I want more of it. Mm. Um, And I remember just sitting there and I was just in complete tears. And I was just like, this, like, this is real. Like, this isn't just like, a thing people talk about to believe in like it's an actual like God is real like Mm. he loves me he's my father um and I felt such a father love as well from him which I hadn't felt in so long like it's just such a yeah it's such a safety like I just felt like an all-around like like he was wrapping me like a hug like Mm. I just felt his hands around me and his love just like drenching over me and I was just like this is what I was made for. I felt like I had come home. I was like, wow. this is like the best thing. And I felt like awesome. in that moment I found that shape and it slotted into my heart. And I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I think it's going to be worth it to do it my whole life because it just felt so amazing. Um, so basically from then onwards, I, um, yeah, I definitely would say I probably didn't become a Christian at that time, but I was there were seeds being planted in my heart. Wow. Um, and then it got to, I think, 
maybe like a year nine, year 10, somewhere in between there. Um, and I was at camp one time as well and I gave my life to Jesus. And um, at that moment, that was when I was like, okay, God, like I want to become a Christian. I'm giving you my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back now though, like I wouldn't know, I wouldn't say I was fully a Christian, if that makes sense. Like I was constantly like, you know, we, we're human. We always make mistakes. We always yeah. stuff up. And yeah. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't have a role model, you know, in front of me who had done it before to give me advice. I was the first one sort of, I guess, in our family line to be a Christian. Yeah. So it was all new to me. Um, and, yeah, so basically I also, my best friend at the time, got saved at a very similar time as me at Kedron. Wow. So that was a big blessing. And I went to yeah. school with her as well. So, oh, so um, that was a big blessing, having her by my side. Um but yeah, so basically just kept on going back to the camps and then I got planted into a youth group and into a church. Wow. Um, and then I started going to this worship night worship night every Wednesday night with this big bunch it was like on the northern beaches. Um, and I think, yeah, that was a big thing for me where I think of like in terms of when I've had proper encounters with Jesus, like I just think of those worship nights and I um, there's so many times where I had just been overcome by the presence of God and Mm. I was just he just constantly was blowing me away by by like I felt like God was just trying to impress me with him showing me how real he was he's like I want you to know how real I am so I'm gonna do this boom and I was like whoa and then he's like I'm gonna do this boom um and just so many things like for example like seeing people being healed like physically and spiritually seeing people in a wheelchair um their back being healed and then being able to walk up and then knowing someone who had cancer and being healed from cancer like so having those stories but then also not just being all about the whole miracle side of it but also what he was doing in people's hearts and like seeing a transformation that was the most beautiful thing and I was just like yeah this is it Jesus I want it um so yeah so that was sort of it was very gradual there wasn't really a point I guess where it all clicked but it just was Every single time I came to him, there was I was just growing more and more. Yeah. Um, and then so my best friend and I, we went to a Catholic school because she had a very similar situation. Her um, family were Catholic as well, parents divorced, a very, well, very similar. So we always sort of latched on to each other, I guess, mm. um, in a time of like being at our school, we were probably the only Christians um, in our friend group so people and the thing is people knew me before I was saved they knew Mm. what I was like they knew the old Beck and then to see this new Beck completely transformed completely different not interested in doing any of that stupid stuff anymore they were like what the heck has happened to you like what are these camps doing to you (laughs) and I was like it's not the camps like it's Jesus like I'm so like I've been saved and I think because they hadn't experienced it they would never fully understand it and um from that came a lot of I guess persecution if that makes sense and um from a range of groups a range of different people lots of different ages as well including um yeah even my family as well at times um and that's just because and I'm so thankful that God gave me the strength to get through that because it was I didn't react in anger when that happened I'd react out of a broken heart that they didn't know what I had and so, because I, I used to do that, I used to look at Christians, I used to be the one in their boat and be like, what the heck are you doing? That's so stupid. Yeah. But now I'm on the other side of it. So I'm like, okay, God, give me a heart to to understand where they're coming from and the brokenness wow. they're coming from. 
Um, so yeah, but saying that, it definitely was tough. It wasn't easy. Like, especially going through high school, it was the most, it was the biggest blessing to be saved in high school. But at the same time, it was a very hard environment to be in, to yeah. know Jesus. Um, so my friend and I went through a lot, I think, in terms of like, just, yeah, persecution, like isolation, judgment, all of that stuff. People just not understanding um, yeah. and just knowing us as the, you know, the crazy Christians, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I remember thinking, I was like, God, like, if I'm going to be known for anything, I want to be, I don't care if I'm known as a crazy Christian. Like, I'm representing you. And if they know me by somewhat in that area, then I'm happy with that, even if it costs me That's you awesome. know, losing friends and stuff, which it did. We lost a lot of yeah. friends um, from it. Um, but yeah, so that happened. And I think a big part of my testimony, which I'll quickly say now, is yeah. um, that my friend and I had always since being saved wanted to be baptized and yeah. we had a desire in our heart to be baptized and because we have we have been told that that was something that a lot of people would do and like a yeah. public announcement of giving your life to Jesus and just a I guess a mark in your life of okay from now on I'm going to serve Jesus with all I have yeah um but because we came from Catholic backgrounds we both were baptized as babies right um and I know with my family situation I actually wasn't allowed to get baptized when I told my mum that I wanted to um because she just didn't understand like she um thought you've been baptized as a kid as a catholic um that's all that matters you don't need to be baptized again that's stupid you don't I don't want you to get baptized um and initially hearing that that was the hardest thing ever to hear um not having that support from my family but then at the same time um again God gave me the strength to be able to understand where she's coming from and I used, would have said that if I was in her shoes um but basically what happened is yeah that I in terms of baptism when I'm a baby I didn't get to make that choice that's mm. what I would was telling myself I was like as a kid when I was born I didn't get to make that choice um and I I'm now old enough and I want to make that decision for myself um so not being able to do that was a big discouragement I think in yeah. my journey um and same for my friend as well and then basically one morning my friend and I were down at DY Beach because my dad used to live at DY Beach so we yeah. always used to stay at his on the weekends and she used to come over. Um, we went for a run went to watch the sunrise and it was the most literally beautiful sunrise I've seen in my entire life. Wow. Um, and it was actually on Good Friday, um, the day that it happened. So we were at the beach in our gym gear, not planning <laughs> anything, went for a run on the beach. We came back and I remember we were just sitting down um, on the sand not talking to each other. Like, do you know that feeling when you were just with someone you know really well and you don't yeah. have to talk to them? Mm. You just, you're just in silence and you're yeah. just in your, it's just fine. It's not awkward. Like yeah. we were just yeah. for like, I think a solid half an hour, just we're sitting there, not talking, just looking out, um, at the waves in the sky. And then God both, um, this is a, like the coolest thing ever. God both said to us at the same time, like pers- in our hearts, he said, I want you girls to go out right now and baptize each other. Um, but we didn't talk about it. Like we were both looking out and then we both looked at each other and we were like, did God just tell you what I thought he just told me? And we were like, oh my gosh, yes. And he had told us both personally, individually, that he wanted Whoa. us to do that without us even saying it. So we were like, that is such a God thing. Yeah. yeah. And we looked at each other and we were like, oh my gosh, like as much as we wanted to have, you know, everyone around, all of our family and friends, as much as we wanted to have photos of it, you know, all those yeah. things you would desire, yeah. just like flushed away and we just looked at each other and we're like oh my gosh like we both know and love jesus we can baptize each other there's water in front of us we don't need people um 
so we basically and it was just such a like that story when I think of it it just shows God cares about the little things and he knows that that was a desire of our heart and he knew he didn't want us to go without having that satisfied and he made Mm. the most beautiful sunrise for us that day and he told us and we were together and he told us to baptize each other on Good Friday, the day that Jesus gave his life for us, we gave our life for him. Wow. Um, oh and my it was gosh. Just, yeah, it was just the most beautiful day. And we went into the water and we baptized each other. Um, and I remember when I came up, I saw, was it a, I think it was a sun? Or, okay, it was literally a while ago, I can't remember. I saw this, I'm pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it was a dove, maybe? I, I just saw this image. No, a cross, a cross. I, sorry for the clap. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, I, when she baptized me and I came out of the water, the sun was like on my eyes. And do you know when you're like, you're looking into the sun, you close your eyes and then you open and there's like that ball, the sun ball yeah. was like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like the light follows you. But instead of the ball, it was like shaped in a cross. Whoa. And I saw this cross. And then when I baptized my friend, sorry, for, I keep clapping my hands. <laughs> when it's I baptized so my friend, she saw a dove when she, wow. um, came out of the water and it was just the most coolest experience and just yeah, just tangibly, like I could just feel his presence and this also in my heart. I was like, I was born again. I was like, wow. when I thought of my the old my old self, I was like, who is that? I felt like yeah. that was a stranger. That's I was insane. like, I am completely new. His grace had completely just, like he just paid for absolutely everything. All of my sins, completely new. Um, and then the coolest thing, this is the coolest thing, we yeah. walked in um, from the water, we're like getting dry after having a beautiful moment. And this lady came up to us um, and she's like, oh, girls, um, just letting you know, I'm a photographer and I was here this morning taking photos of the sunrise and I noticed that you girls were having a beautiful moment in the water, so I wanted to capture it for you. <sighs> and she took she took a photo of us in the... She didn't know that we were getting baptized. She thought we were just staring at the sunrise. But for us, like that desire that we had of wanting to have yeah. photos of our baptism, God also what? did that as wow. well. That's insane. And through this random stranger and we're like, what the frick? <laughs> and yeah. so she took photos of us and she airdropped them to us. What? And Amy and I, oh, that's not a name. <laughs> My friend and I were just like absolutely just blown away by the the father's love and how wow. much he cared for us and his that's children. Amazing. And he was he knew that we what we wanted and he gave it to us but in a different way. Wow. Um yeah, so that's a big part of my testimony. And then just from then onwards, um, yeah, I've just been so in love with Jesus. Like his yeah. love is just so sweet. And yeah, my friends at school would used to say to us, you know, guys, you're missing out on the fun. Mm. Um, and at times I did think I was. Like at times it was really, really hard. I wasn't prepared for how hard it would be. Um, but every time they said that, I just thought to myself, they are missing out on this because I had that hole in my heart completely satisfied and I've never felt that joyful that full of love that like I don't know what the word is I was I just felt complete I felt yeah. home yeah um and so it may look like to other people that I'm missing out but like I am not missing out it's all been gained and he's completely saved my life like I am a brand new person brand new creation um and every day I'm learning more about him and I'm falling more in love with him wow um, that's amazing yeah. so that's sort of like I the love main that the main there's details I've forgotten, but yeah, that's the main. That's no, right. that's awesome. And yeah. I just love it always makes me laugh when I hear about people going to Kedron <laughs> not knowing it's a I Christian know. day. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not know? Yeah. But just the fact that they like God will just do anything and like I've I've also led at the camp with you and yeah. I've had campers who have 
come from a sort of similar background and they've asked me like how do I go back into school how do I go back mm. after having yeah. these awesome experiences so I'm wondering the camp if you high. can yeah, yeah the camp the high, camp absolutely yeah. and just um what after like making these awesome decisions and God mm. doing all of that and you're still obviously so in love with Jesus which is yeah. amazing what um what have you done to stay in love with him like yeah. it's it's you know like you're saying there's persecution it's yeah. not easy your family disagreed what can you tell us about that um I probably would say I think the main thing when you ask me that question that comes to mind is just like why wouldn't I like compared to the life that I had before um I've never felt more complete and more full of joy and more full of peace in my life mm. and so every time where I'd go through a trial or I'd feel a bit distance distant from God I would always feel a lack of that love and a lack of, not that he doesn't love me, he's always there, but of that, on my side of things, I always would feel that lack of connection and that lack of joy and all of that. And because I had experienced it before, I'm just like, I want it back. And that is always what draws me back. Just that, that whole wanting to be satisfied and filled Mm. in my heart. Um, And I think a big thing as well, especially for young people, um, I think being planted in a church is the most Mm. important thing. Um, and being surrounded by Christian friends. Um, and even though I wasn't surrounded by Christian friends at school, I had my friend, but also intentionally, like, for example, camp, I met a lot of, like, friends there who I am now best friends with. Mm. Um, and just intentionally hanging out with them and just encouraging each other. Because if you, especially if you come from a family who are not Christian, um, you're, you don't have anyone to encourage you. And mm. you actually, like, it's so hard to, to, sort of do life by yourself and isolated from the church like god has called his church the body of christ yeah and we're meant to be together and we're meant to be spurring each other on and encouraging each other and keeping each other accountable um so i think yeah for young people even if it's just like a youth group like something so small um is so important in terms of your spirit life because it just keeps you connected um with friends who are just going to keep you accountable and stuff so yeah, I would say definitely making sure that you're planted in a church and in a family where you feel like you belong there and you feel so loved. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and also just another thing for me is just, I, like, why wouldn't I want to run back yeah. to that? And there has been times where I, like, it's not, I haven't been perfect, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm so thankful for God's grace because, yeah. if, man, like, if we didn't have his grace, like, he's just, oh. He's just so crazy. Yeah. Like, he just forgives you and loves you and just forgets. And it's the most beautiful thing. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what I would say in terms of that. Um, and just one more thing that I forgot yeah. to add in my testimony yeah. um, is my brother got saved a year after me, which Whoa. was the coolest thing ever. Um, he got baptized in the bathtub at worship. Night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, again, like, you know, it wasn't allowed to be baptized, like, publicly, but yeah. it doesn't really matter if God's yeah. there. That's all that matters. Of course. Um, so, having him saved, he's my older brother. He's yeah. older than me, I think two and a half years. Um, and we used to hate each other as kids, like typical siblings. You'd always fight, not want to be around them. But as soon as we both got saved, we have been inseparable in terms of like best friends yeah like I uh, like our love for each other as a sibling had just completely grown in a new way and that just shows how God works in that um and my mum had said to us because we lived with our mum I still do he doesn't he's married (laughs) now um but he mum would always say to us she's because she didn't agree with um I guess um 
what like being a Christian should because yeah. we're, we're raised Catholic so I understand it's very different for your kids to suddenly um, I guess make a different decision in life yeah in terms of religion but um, she always said to us that she had noticed she she was like I don't know what it is but I can notice that something has changed in you guys yeah. and the fact that she acknowledges that that like makes that's another reason that makes me always want to go back to God and yeah. she was like you know, just the way you treat each other, the way you treat me, like just obviously it's also outward, outwardly um, noticed by people as well. Whoa. It's like that they like, noticed that I was a different person Whoa. and that my own mum noticed that. And like she also wasn't a Christian, but she noticed that something had changed. Yeah. I remember she always used to say like, oh, I don't know what it is, if it's these Jesus camps or whatever they are, but look, they've made you a nicer person. <laughs> like they've changed you. Whoa, God is um, good. So yeah, having my brother was a really cool thing. But yeah. I know a lot of people who are only children or don't even have siblings that are saved, that is really hard. So being planted in a church mm. or a youth group is, That's good I would advice. say, the most important thing. Yeah. It's awesome advice. So just one last thing before we wrap up now. I, I just wanted to ask you, for those, for those teenagers that are out there that are like, missing out and that they don't it's it's to be satisfied sometimes you need to find out how unsatisfied yeah. you are you know find yeah. that thirst find that hunger so what advice do you have for those teenagers out there that are missing out or don't know that they're missing out yet mm, good question so for teenagers that are christians or not christians uh, both both yeah um i think my advice for teenagers who are Christians who feel like they may be missing out on the worldly things um my advice would just be like I know it sucks like I know I know what it feels to see all your friends you know do all these things which maybe Mm. you used to do or used to think was you know the funnest thing about being a teenager um but God never puts you in a situation that you can't handle and I Mm. think he will always give you the strength um, I know for me, he, he gave me, like, it absolutely sucked. Like, I always, there was moments where I was like, you know what, like, like very dry seasons where I was like, God, like, they're out there having so much fun and he's me not really doing that stuff. Why can't I just, like, is it even worth it? Like, there was mm. moments where all those doubts went through my head. Yeah. Um, and I was tempted to go back to my old life because yeah. I just, I was distant from God and I wasn't putting in that effort. Um, but I would just say to you guys, like the most important thing is just to, first of all, just to get to know Jesus and who he is, like be best friends with him. Mm. And he will always give you an answer to those things. Like I know with me, I'd like, well, God, how come all my friends are out there having fun and I'm, you know, at youth group tonight. And he'll be like, he would just whisper something so sweet and so gentle into my ear and he would just be like, they're the ones missing out. Like, just hold on. Like, it may, right now, it may look like um, it's, like, it may look like a different situation to if you just sort of widen your perspective. And he's like, you're looking at it too closely. you got to look at it from a, a bigger perspective and realise what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, my advice would just be to hold on to Jesus no matter what and to read your Bible um, and to just to always to see what he has to say that's the biggest thing he speaks yeah. through his word so much he speaks through the bible like in crazy ways um and yeah it's just it's so worth it to like yeah to do life with jesus and it may seem like you're missing out but you're actually not yeah that's um, awesome and then for my advice for people who don't know jesus yet mm. um all i can say is 
I have came from a place where I was you guys, like the people listening to this. I've came mm. from a place where I did not know Jesus. I thought it was the most stupidest thing to be religious. Mm. I was definitely living in the world very lost, very um, in a very dark place, um, emotionally, mentally. And I just, all I can say is that, like, it's the best decision I've ever made my entire life. Wow. Like, like giving my life to Jesus, I will never, ever, ever regret that, even in times of when it gets hard and when I get persecuted and when I'm in a dry season and all of those things, it's still so worth it. Mm. And, like, to think that I get to spend the whole of eternity with him. Yeah. Like, what? how fun that is going to be. Like, yeah. I'm so keen for heaven, guys. Like, yeah. it's going to be, like, the funnest thing. And, like, for your entire life, you just get to be with Jesus on his throne, just right. dancing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would just tell you guys just to even just, like, talk to him, like, to ask like, you know, if you're in your, it's such a special thing to do to be in your room and to yeah. close the door. It even says in the Bible, go into your room, close the door, um, in your mm. quiet time, spend time with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and like, even just don't be scared to start praying or to speak mm. to him because he is waiting mm. for you guys to, like his hand is there and he's waiting for you guys just to hold on. Mm. Um, and all you have to do is just open up your heart and just like, start speaking to him like you would to a friend like you would to a father like he he isn't this big scary god who doesn't care about every single one he wants yeah. to know you individually awesome. um and you'd be surprised with how he answers your prayers and how he reacts because he wants to know you more i think than you want to know him yeah that's so, awesome and you're yeah. actually reminding me of my favorite bible verse in john 6 when jesus is saying to the disciples like are you going to leave? Because I think a bunch of the crowds had just abandoned Jesus. And um, Peter's like, where else would I go? Like literally yeah. what you said, like what, what else do we have if yeah. we're not with you? Because you have the words of eternal life. And that's so true. I think that's awesome for people to hear. So thank yeah. you so no much worries. for coming and sharing that. I feel encouraged. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was just like encaptured in what you were yeah, saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really that's awesome. Words. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming no today. And thanks, guys, for listening. We yeah, love thanks, doing guys. this podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry about the cars, but yeah. hopefully it's a bit hot. it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll turn the aircon on now. Yeah, so. we're, we're going we're gonna to leave you guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I hope you really um, took something from it. Um, but I think now we're going to go off and turn yeah. the air conditioning on. Yes, and Jesus loves awesome. you guys so she much. Does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Yeah, I said he oh, does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, right, guys. See you. Bye. Miss us already? It's okay, we understand. You can check out I Am Planted by Rivers, our YouTube channel, and stay encouraged and up to date on our Instagram and Facebook, I Am Planted by Rivers. Also, you can go directly to our website, iamplantedbyrivers.wordpress.com, where you can find weekly motivating blog posts and even our testimonies. And before you know it, it'll be this time again next week. So till then, stay, stay planted. planted.